This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review episode for episode 20, featuring June Sawpong on diversity. I'm Progress Deputy Editor Connor Pope, and I'm with Progress Deputy Director Stephanie Lloyd to look through some of the reactions to this week's show. So Stephanie, I want to start on tuition fees and education. That's been a big issue this week. We've had a couple of pieces up on the Progress website about it, but um, Theresa May had a big speech on Monday about it. She did, yeah. She announced yet again another review into post-18 education, proclaiming that somehow, surprisingly, the system doesn't work. And it's as if literally millions of people had spent a lot of time <laughs> over the past seven years going, hi, Theresa, hi, guys, this is a policy that's really regressive. And it's really important because actually what we're seeing at the moment is a system that is utterly failing in all of its senses. And I think when you look at the kind of funding of education and how that works, it can seem very, very niche. So, But bear with me because the importance of it is really there. What this government did in 2010 when they changed the process of how universities are funded and how students are funded was not to put a penny more into the system. In fact, mostly what they've done is take money out of it, but they transferred the entire burden of paying for education and for the entire funding of education at a higher education level over to the student. What that means is it makes it harder for universities in the sector to plan because the money follows the student. So it's difficult to be strategic in terms of that sense. But also the more sinister things that they also did alongside that was they cut maintenance grants and they also decimated funding for further education. And what that meant was poorer students were less likely to go to university because they wouldn't have 
the financial means to be able to survive during those three years, not not even worry about paying it off afterwards. But also then if you're looking at what we need as an economy to be able to reskill and retrain in terms of the job market and, and what we need, the process of that is effective higher education, but also very importantly, further education for people to be able to go back in and reskill, retrain. And they utterly decimated that and then have now shockingly decided maybe all of the really ideological decisions that they made in terms of wanting our education to go back so far doesn't work. You know, I was on the um, student protest in 2010. Me too. I wasn't in favour of abolishing fees. I was a student at the time. I wasn't in favour of abolishing fees. I cared deeply about the maintenance grant and I didn't think that fees should be travelled. And I kept getting kettled, which I found deeply unfair, like trying to reason with the police officers. Actually, I didn't have that radical a pro- policy proposal. Like perhaps they could just let me out and it never worked. I remember being, they were doing roadworks on uh, Whitehall at the time. Yeah. And I remember one day being, we, we literally sat inside the roadworks burning there were some uh, pupils came up from like a secondary school somewhere and they were burning their homework books and we were sitting around essentially in trenches image. it really was it did remind me actually of uh, you know some sort of dystopian world that david davis may sort of dream up and put on the front of the guardian yeah absolutely uh, but we had a couple of great pieces on education this week joe vinson wrote about the latest kind of um, higher education changes and uh, jack may wrote a really good piece that a lot of people read which actually was about education more widely and especially the new education secretary damien hines i really recommend reading that shall we take a look at some of the comments we had in from listeners this week yeah absolutely so brian from berwick upon tweed berwick berwick sorry I do need correcting when I can't read it properly. It's not often I look forward to a commute to work, but I do on a Tuesday because of this podcast. Always entertaining and information, informative. Um, Too many podcasts try and tell you what to think, but the Progressive Britain podcast invites you to draw your own conclusions following interesting debates and contributions from an impressive array of guests. Much needed in the political climate. And Adam Fox said that a really important subject matter this week, this is the one from a couple of weeks ago with Stella Creasy, and Tom Cabassi on the new economy. Uh, He said, one that I felt could do with further explanation in future episodes, how the economy works for everyone in the future is going to be the big issue for us all to get our heads around. On the downside, there was no further discussion about the after eights game. Surely this issue deserves further comment. This has actually become a pretty hot topic in the the iTunes review section. Some people love the after eights chat. Some people hate the after eights chat. Your your mum is against it, I believe. My mum is my mum is very anti the casual chit chat that we have, um, <laughs> but mostly just because she thinks the content is so fabulous. I, however, am still being berated for my love for Monopoly, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm holding strong on this position. So bad. You were you were a rampant capitalist, and you should be ashamed. But what he says here is that you know this is an issue that we should explore further. Well, I have good news. Obviously, we've not discussed in great detail the this week's show with June Sopong today. If you get a ticket to come to Progress Political Weekend, we'll be doing a live recording of the podcast with, I believe, Wes Streeting. It is. That is an exclusive. On, uh... <laughs> that is a genuine exclusive. <laughs> and that will be on automation and the kind of fourth industrial revolution, I think. There is going to be a wonderful debate between... W- yeah, Wes and Alison McGovern, who obviously is one of the regulars on the show, they disagree quite a lot on this issue. So actually, yeah. it should be quite lively. Yeah. We're going to try and get as much audience participation as possible on that. So it will be really interesting. That's March 17th and 18th is Progress Political Weekend, and you can get your tickets on the website. Who wins this week's mug? Brian. You think Brian from Berwick or Berwick? 
Well, I, you know, it could do with a rebrand, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian, you're the winner of the mug this week. Brilliant, Brian. Send your name and address to office at progressonline.org.uk and we'll stick a mug in the post for you. So, Connor, uh, what was your political pop quiz question this week? This week, Jeremy Hunt became the second longest serving health secretary overtaking the great Nye Bevan. But I asked, who was the longest serving health secretary of all time? Who was it, Connor? The answer is Norman Fowler, the Tory health secretary from the 1980s. Congratulations to, we've got a bunch of winners. We, Jim Robbins, Daniel on Twitter, Joseph Field, Riyad Issa, who said, give me the mug. Jack Deakin and Steve Hartnell all got that right. So if you get in touch with us, we're getting a new batch of mugs in and we'll be getting them over to you as quickly as possible. Again, if you send your address to office at progressonline.org.uk, we can send that to you. That is all we've got time for for this review show. But we will be back on Tuesday with Guardian columnist Raphael Baer to talk about big tech and how we keep those big companies accountable, as well as how it affects modern political campaigns. So it's a really interesting episode. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.